Good morning, Greater All. How's everybody doing today? Wonderful, good. Like to hear that. Has anybody seen the weather forecast? Yeah, yeah. I have vacation planned leaving Thursday for the Apostle Islands. And the high temperature most of the days there is going to be 71 to 72. Yes, I'm bragging. For for once, I picked the right week to leave town. You know, you don't usually get to do that. But anyway, uh, it is going to be hot. Uh, those kids at camp, that's perfect for them. So that'll be great. Uh, Tim wanted me to remind everybody, real quick, Nathan and Tammy King are with us today. I guess just Nathan's here. Go ahead and stand up, Nathan. Nathan and Tammy are going to be doing our marriage retreat in September, correct? And Tim wanted to let me make sure I let you know we only have 10 rooms left available, okay? If you don't get one of those 10 rooms, you got to sleep in your car or commute, whichever the place may be. Anyway, we are in the middle of a series called Foolproof. We've been looking at the book of Proverbs and looking at specifically how to be wise or how to not be a fool. If you've read the book of Proverbs at all, uh, those are the two themes <laughs> in Proverbs is not being a fool and how to be wise. It uses different words sometimes to describe each of those. But that's what we've been looking at. And this is lesson number 10. Uh, I spoke last week and I'm speaking again this week. Specifically, I was given the topic of what does Proverbs have to say about seeking advice. And as we discussed last week, seeking advice is one of those topics that can go either way. And uh, what does it mean? And how does it, how is it supposed to be done? And I, I've seen of it and I've heard about it. I've read about it where where people abuse this. People, they apply it as a rule. They says, well, I have to seek advice. And what they're really trying to do is seek permission to do what they want. Okay? And then we, you know, we can get in each other's lives and say, well, did you seek advice? Did you get the right kind of advice? Did you follow the advice? And it becomes a rule. And so, guys, what we want to look at is what does Proverbs actually say about seeking advice? And last week we talked about the benefits of seeking advice. We talked about how it brings about maturity, how it gives us direction, how it brings about safety and security. And uh, today what we're going to be looking at is, is, I call it benefiting from advice. Last week I talked about the benefits. Now how do I receive those benefits? Okay? You know, I'm, I'm 60 years old. A lot of my friends are in the same age range, shall we say. And a common topic of conversation that I tend to be the one to bring up is, when are you going to retire? Okay, I've had that conversation with a few people, haven't I, Chris? I've asked Chris multiple times. When's he going to retire? And one of the topics that comes up, besides health coverage, is how do I receive the maximum benefit? You know, whether that's from Social Security. Should I take it at 62? Or should I wait till, was it 70? Is that the age? 67? See, he knows. He's been looking. He's been looking. And then it's the idea if you have, if you have a pension, you know, it's how long do I have to work to receive that maximum benefit? And you know, is it worth working those few extra years? Dave Bateman has told me the story about when he used to work at what he re affectionately refers to as the airplane factory. 
that's Boeing or McDonnell Douglas. He said multiple times there was an older gentleman who was at work and says, I'm going to go to human resources and see how much longer I have to work. And they'd go to human resources during lunch and guess what would come back? Guess what would happen? They wouldn't come back from lunch. They decided either they were already received, they could retire right then and receive the maximum benefit, or they decided that, hey, it's not worth working those two extra years for $50 a month or whatever the amount may be. Okay, the maximum benefit. And guys, this is, I, I wanted to take that idea and I wanted to look at this because we talked about the benefits last week of seeking advice. And today we want to talk about how can I receive the maximum benefits? You see, because you can go through the motions of seeking advice and not receive the benefit. You know that? You can do that. A number of ways. You can not follow the advice. You could get advice from bad people. I mean, there's all kinds of ways. It's not just a, a, a matter of going through the motions. And it's more nuanced than that. And so today what we're going to be talking about... Um, is just three things, or three bene- three things I can do if I will, or to receive the maximum benefit. And the first one is, I'll receive the maximum benefit when seeking advice if I am, first of all, selective. Selective. Proverbs 26.10 says, Like an archer who wounds at random is one who hires a fool or any passerby. Now I know that that's not taught, doesn't mention the word advice. Okay? But don't you think it applies? Can't you take the word hires out of there and put seeks advice? Any, you know, is one who seeks advice from any fool or passerby. And guys, the whole point is that we need to be selective in who we get advice from. Not just any advice works. And we're going to look I want to talk about three things here, guys, that are involved in being selective. The first one is that we need to always include God first. All right? Always include God first. Now, there's no doubt about it that God uses people, and this is what we are talking about following this. But I want you to know it is very possible that you seek advice and don't ever concern yourself with what God thinks on the subject. And guys, I think it's important that we do it this way. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5, what does it say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Okay? Don't just lean on somebody else's understanding either. Trusting in the Lord is what Proverbs is telling us to do there. Um, James chapter 1, verse 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. See, guys, it is a bad thing when you ask advice and don't ever ask God. When you ask advice from people and don't ever include God, you're opening yourself up to making a mistake. This is illustrated pretty clearly in the book of 1 Kings chapter 22. And if you, I, I, I highly encourage you to go back and read that chapter if you're, if you're unfamiliar with it. 
But what's going on in 1 Kings 22 is there's two kings who have decided to go to war together. They've allied themselves by marriage. You know, a daughter marries a son. It's the king of Israel and the king of Judah. Their children get married, so they have an alliance. Typically at this point in time, the, the kingdom of Judah is the more godly nation. Kingdom of Israel is the more ungodly nation. And so they're meeting over in Israel. Uh, Ahab is the king of Israel. Jehoshaphat is the king of Judah. They're getting together and, and, and Ahab says, what do you say we go to war here together? And Jehoshaphat says, sure, let's do it. But here in verse 5, this is what he says, but Jeho- Jehoshaphat also said to the king, first, seek the counsel of the Lord. First, seek the counsel of the Lord. And if, and, If you're familiar with the story, you know it. But what happens is that uh, Ahab brings in all these prophets. And they all, as one voice says, go to war and you'll be victorious. And Jehoshaphat, he speaks up and says, isn't there a prophet of the Lord that we can ask? You see, guys, we're going to be talking about many advisors in a minute. And Ahab had many advisors, and they were all prophets of other gods, not the Lord God Jehovah. And they were giving him something that he didn't, you know, it was giving him bad advice. And so they bring in the one, here's what he says, It's, it's hilarious. He says, yeah, there's still one prophet around that, that that's prophet of the Lord, but he never says anything good about me. You know? And guys, he, he was being selective, was he not? And he was being selective in a bad way. And so guys, that's the very first thing. I, and I, I can't hold this up enough. Okay? Seeking advice should be a part of seeking God. We should never be seeking advice without including God in the situation. And guys, what this point is probably really all about, and I'm going to get to this more in a little bit, is how do we define our maximum benefit? Okay? You see, because the Lord's values are not the values of this world. And when we decide we want to include the Lord first, that we care about what God has to say about something, and we're only going to other people to either confirm that what we're thinking God wants or that we're going to the other people to help us understand what God wants, we're looking for the maximum benefit of what God wants. You see, guys, we live in a world that has all kinds of values holding up. I could probably ask you and and have several of you raise your hands right now who have sought financial advice with regards to retirement. Okay, if you're over 40, over 50, you definitely have done that, I'm guessing. But the advice that you get from the world does not necessarily have God's values. And that is what we need to be concerned about, is God's values, not the world's values. And so we have to include God in it. You see, guys, God often thinks exactly the opposite of what the world thinks. I love the story in Matthew 19, that Jesus is approached by a young man and he asks the question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus tells him, well, you know the commandments. And he lists off of them. He goes, those I have done since I was a child. And God says, Jesus says to him, then one thing you lack, 
go sell everything you have and give it to the poor. It says the man went away sad because he had great wealth. He also, I'm sorry, I left one part out. He said, go sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and then come follow me. You see, what's Jesus saying? He goes, if you want the maximum benefit, you want eternal life, you need to get rid of your values. You value money too much. You value possession. Because Jesus knew his heart. But who would give advice like that? What human would give you that advice? See, guys, we've got to be concerned about what God's values are. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in later. Second thing is be a companion of, of the wise. Proverbs 14.7 says, Stay away from a fool, for you will not find knowledge on their lips. Do you have any friends who are fools? You may want to stay away from them. <laughs> you may want to take a close look at your friends. Guys, he goes on to talk about in Proverbs 13.20, he says, Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. You see, guys, the process of seeking advice begins before you need advice. You know that? Most of us don't go seeking advice from strangers, do we? When we need advice, we go to those who, who know us the best, who know the situation the best. We might include somebody new for a moment or two. But most likely, we're going to go to those closest to us. And so, guys, you have to understand, if you're not around wise people, you're not used to being around wise people, guess what? You're going to get some bad advice. Uh, look at this next passage in 1 Kings chapter 12 and verse 8. It said, But Rehoboam rejected the advice the elders gave him, and consulted the young men who had grown up with him and were serving him. See, guys, what's going on there is, is Solomon has died. Rehoboam is, is now the king. And, and he's trying to decide what to do with taxes. And the elders come and say, look, your father put a heavy burden on the people. You want the people to like you and to follow you. You need to cut taxes. I'm paraphrasing. And his young friends say, here's what you say. You think my father was bad? I'm worse. I'm raising taxes. And this, those are the two kinds of advice he got. And it says there plainly. He listened to his young friends who he'd grown up with. He was a companion of fools. Was unwilling to change his friends for the sake of his kingdom. The kingdom ends up being torn apart as a result of his decision. So guys, that's the second thing is, is you need to be a companion of the wise if you're going to be getting good advice and maximum benefit. The third thing is to have multiple advisors. Very popular passage. You've heard this a lot, I'm sure. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they can they succeed. Why do you think it's many advisors? 
See, I used to think that many advisors mean when you get everybody to say the same thing, it's pretty clear that that's the direction you should go. I don't know, I don't believe that now. I mean, obviously, if you're seeking from wise people and good people and they're all telling you the same thing, yeah, that might line up. But that's not a rule to be, to be trusted all the time. You see, guys, because sometimes you ask somebody outside of the loop and they have a different point of view. They bring a different flavor to things. Guys, I routinely seek advice in my business from people who do not proclaim to be followers of Jesus. I talk to them about it. Okay? Because they have a perspective on the business world. But I also like to bring, I also not like to, I do bring in followers of Jesus to ask them their input. To see where it's at. See, I've got good friends and I'm going to talk more about this in a little bit, that own car washes or owned car washes, and they've sold them for lots and lots and lots of money. Right now in the car wash industry, if you own an express wash, which we have two of, private equity companies cannot buy them fast enough. We've talked to one private equity company a year, we have for the last three years, that are interested in buying our car washes. And I can talk to lots of people. I can talk to Brian and Arshad down in Texas, and they will sell. They will say, sell. See, they sold four of, they sold three of them last year for somewhere close to $40 million. And they will sell, sell. And all of their advice tells me, here's how you maximize profits so you can sell, so you can make a lot of money. Then I talk to my son who I have set up to manage my pension fund, <laughs> to run my business so I can retire. And my son, and, I, and there, there's appeal to that. There's an appeal to selling out, to cashing out, so to speak. And my son reminds me, Gad, that's not what we want to do. We're not in this for the money. We're in this to work with people. There's a lot of benefits of serving Jesus, we have a lot of opportunities to serve Jesus in our business. And I have to agree with him. If I didn't include him in that, guess what? The majority of the advice that I am given would be to sell. Multiple advisors. Guys, within that, you need to recognize their... Oh, let's go. We'll get on that in a minute. Second thing. I will receive the maximum benefit when, when seeking advice when I am receptive. Receptive. Okay? Proverbs 12 and 15, it says, The way of a fool seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. My wife has been diagnosed with fibromyalgia a few years back. They just put her on a new medication that some of you may be familiar with. It's Lyrica. You've heard of it. Now, when she got put on that, she does what we always do, and we look at the potential side effects. And you know there's a long list of them. And she had one she felt in... And she she will do this. Be on, be on the lookout if I have this. You know, this may happen. Watch out. Or let me know. 
And there's one side effect with Lyrica. This is shocking. It says, false beliefs that cannot be changed by facts. There's a whole lot more people taking Lyrica than I thought. And it's been around for a long time. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? Have you ever met that person? Have you ever been that person? You ever been that person that you just, you don't like the facts? It won't change your mind? Guys, we've got to be receptive. You see, there's a difference between between seeking advice and listening to advice. And you can go farther to there's a difference between just listening to advice and accepting advice and acting on it. You see, guys, here oh, there's, a, there's a warning there I want to let you know about. Seeking advice may lead to correction and discipline. When you seek advice on, on the way you're living or, or decisions you may, you may make, you may be corrected. You may, you may be disciplined. You may be being trained. God may be revealing to you something about your thought process, something about your heart that doesn't line up with His values. And you'll be corrected at that time. So the question is, are you going to listen to, are you receptive to that? Are you open to that? You know, I always make the joke, you know, from that old movie, Back in the 70s, I do not recommend it. Kids, don't go look at it. Okay? I'm embarrassed to say I watched it, but it was Animal House. And there's that one scene where they're paddling and they're, they're initiating the plebes or whatever in, in the fraternity and they're spanking them and their proper reply when they were swatted was to say, thank you, sir, may I please have another. And guys, the truth of the matter is we should crave correction and discipline that way. We should really be able to say, I want to be correct. If I'm wrong, I need to know about it, don't I? If I'm making a mistake, I hope somebody tells me about it. Look at this next passage in Proverbs 19, verse 20. It says, listen to advice and accept discipline. And at the end, you will be counted among the wise. Proverbs 15 and 32, it says, Those who disregard discipline despise themselves. But the one who heeds correction gains understanding. Has anybody ever here ever gotten any advice you didn't ask for? Yeah, unsolicited advice Uh, about what to do or about what you're doing. You see, guys, back to our story about Jehoshaphat in 2 Kings 22. Ahab was getting some unsolicited advice from Jehoshaphat. What was that? To seek the counsel of the Lord. And after they'd, they'd sought these other false prophets, or prophets of, false, of, of, of other gods, he says, but isn't there a prophet of the Lord? You see, guys, the prophet of the Lord was, was giving them information that Ahab could use to be corrected could use to discipline himself, and he chose to disregard it. And so, guys, you've got to ask yourself the question, how open am I to to receiving advice? How open am I to being corrected? 
Because that's what seeking advice is, is inclined or it's, it will include. Let me say that. If I've declared myself to be a follower of Jesus, Hebrews 12 tells me that he is going to treat me as his son. And part of being his son is being trained, is being disciplined, and being corrected. And guys, I want to read this passage. It's not in your, not in your notes. It's from Hebrews chapter 3. And this is what it says. It says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the end. See guys, what, what is that passage saying? That passage is saying we need to be involved in each other's lives, correcting, challenging, so that we don't give up and stop following Jesus. Now the truth of the matter is, you know, I made the joke about, you know, how many of us are in lyrical. I guess the truth of us is, I don't know if I, I don't know the person who can say they love correction. I really don't, I don't know who that person is. Okay? I, I'm sure I've met one. I mean, we appreciate it. But they can truly say, thank you, sir. May I please have another? So guys, there's a resistance to it. And that's my point. There's a resistance to being corrected. There's a resistance to being d- disciplined. There's a resistance to a brother or a sister giving us advice, speaking into our life, so that we will continue to follow Jesus faithfully. And so, guys, if I'm going to receive the maximum benefit, I've got to resist my resistance. And I need to be receptive to what I'm told. Proverbs chapter 5, there's a warning that's given at the end. You see, guys, we need each other to follow Jesus. That's what Hebrews is telling us. Look at Proverbs chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. There's a pretty serious warning here. It says, at the end of your life, you will groan. When your flesh and body are spent, you will say, how I hated discipline. How my heart spurned correction. I would not obey my teachers or turn my ear to my instructors. And I was soon in serious trouble in the assembly of God's people. See guys, we need to be, we're going to receive the maximum benefit from seeking advice. We need to be receptive. Third thing, if I'm going to receive the maximum benefit when seeking advice, I'm, I am objective. I am objective. Let's read these passages here. Just rapid fire one right after another. Can we? Proverbs 20 and verse 3. says, It is an honor for a man to keep away from fighting, but any fool will argue. Proverbs 13 verse 10. Pride causes arguments, but those who listen to others are wise. Proverbs 15 28. The heart of the righteous weighs its answers, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. 
Proverbs 15, 27. The greedy bring ruin to their households, but the one who hates bribes will live. You see, guys, being objective means I'm going to define my maximum benefit. I'm going to define what I am really after. You know, back to where we were talking about retirement. And, um, uh, you know, we have a special contribution coming up here. And we're thinking of special contributions in the past. I'm going back over 20 years to when we had two special contributions. And my wife and I, we gave $25,000 at each of the special contributions. Now, this is, again, 20, almost 20 years ago and over 20 years ago. Each time we did something that we were advised against. You know what we did? We cashed out retirement funds. Not all of them. Okay. We took money that we could have put into a retirement fund as well. Now, guys, according to the world, that is unwise. But what happened was my wife and I were determining our values. We were saying we care more about the kingdom of God than we do about our retirement. We were saying we believe that God will provide for us in retirement even if we sacrifice this for His kingdom now. And guys, that's what it's a matter of, is choosing your values. In those verses that we just looked at, you know, it lists things like honor, pride, wisdom, righteous, wicked, greedy, and the one who hates bribes. It lists, guys, character traits. Some of those are good. Some of those are bad. But you see, for seeking, for the disciple of Jesus, when we're seeking advice, sometimes we're not trying to make the right choice. That's not our goal. Our goal is that we can become the right person. And you see what happens was guys is when you, when you get into the seeking of advice, what happens is God exposes your character. God exposes your character. I've already told you about, you know, my friends that own car washes and guys, I'm just, I'm a fan of capitalism. All right. I am. But capitalism has a cancer from top to bottom. You know what that is? This is my opinion. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's greed. Greed is the cancer that seems when the, and it's top to bottom. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be a corporation or an executive to be guilty of greed or even a business owner. But guys, as a business owner and associating with other business owners, I see this all the time. I mean, I told you about my friends and I mean, selling out for buku bucks and maximizing and I can't even be, begin to tell you all the things they do to do that you know and i just had a fr- another friend tell me about yeah we just raised prices and that just added fifty thousand dollars a month to the bottom line and it's just like that's six hundred thousand dollars a year 
That's a lot of money. He has partners, okay? So it's not all his. But it's just like, that was his sole motivation for raising prices. Now the man was already making lots of money before. And the whole idea is just to get more. And guys, I am confronted with this constantly when it comes to how will I run my business? How much will I pay my employees? How much health care will I provide? That's one of the things we're wrestling with right now. How much money do I deserve to make for the sacrifices and the investment that I've made? And you see, guys, greed is hanging at the door. It's temptation. It's about being the right person, representing Jesus' interests in this world. Seeking advice is likely to expose my character. That last note there, that's what the note is. Seeking advice will expose my character. I almost, instead of making that a note, I made that a warning. Okay, because that's what it's all about. Guys, as a follower of Jesus, it should be, I want to be like Jesus. And that should be central and core to any seeking advice I get. It's really about, what does Jesus think about this? What does Jesus think I should do? What is my, how does my, how can I make a decision that best represents Jesus' interests? And my interest gets in the way of that. And so I need to be objective. I've said this before, I say it again. I'll be talking to somebody or I'll be seeking some advice and I'll say the only, I'm, I'm a hard time getting excited about this. Why? Because it's what I want. I have a hard time believing this is the right decision because it's what I want. And all I'm trying to do is like, I want to be objective here. I don't want to be motivated by what I want. There's a story in, uh, uh, I think it's the book of Ruth, King Xerxes. And he's seeking advice a couple times in there. And he goes, yeah, I like that. I like that. You know, he followed the advice. Why? Because he liked that. You know, I don't want to do it just because I like that. I want to be objective about it. I want to be the man that God wants me to be. And see, guys, I really want to get down to that. How do you define your maximum benefit? How do you define it? That's what you, you've got to be objective about that. So guys, as we close out, I just ask you, where are you at today? Where are you at when it comes to seeking advice? You know, some of you may look at this and go, I don't seek advice because I'm not receptive. And I'm not taking lyrica. So guys, I, I ask you, to, you know, to evaluate yourself. How objective are you? Okay, how selective are you in in getting advice? Or do you get advice? Guys, we have a communication card in your notes. It's a place where you can fill fill out. If you're visiting with us, we'd love for you to fill one out so we know you were here. Let us know what you thought of the service. But if you're if not, guys, it's a place to put a prayer request. It's a place to put put down people put down that sometimes. Wow. I don't seek advice. I'm not objective. I resist correction. 
And so guys, we do that. We're going to, I'll pray. They'll sing a song and we'll be done. Father, thank you for today, God. I thank you that you've given us such wisdom. Father, that you've shown us the need for things like correction. Father, that you make it plain that it is to be a part of following your son. Father, I thank you that you have these proverbs that are so so plain, that are just so plain to us that we don't want to be fools. Father, that we can choose to be wise. Father, that, that, that warning from Proverbs 5 as a young man haunted me. I was afraid when I got old that was going to be mine. That was a, I, was, I looked at that as, if I don't change, that's going to be a prophecy for my life. Father, I thank you that you give us these words that we can take, take to heart and that we can learn. Father, I pray that you open our hearts and our minds to your words. And that, Father, we can choose to foolproof our life and by seeking advice the right way. And it's in Jesus that we pray. Amen. On bending knee I come With a humble heart I come Bowing down before your holy throne Lifting holy hands to Thank you.